Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast called Crossroads Conversation. Today, we'll be discussing the topic of journaling. Uh, specifically, our pastor, Robert Mullins, has written a new book and tool titled Write It Down, Discovering God's Wisdom from the Book of Proverbs. Uh You'll hear in a little bit later in our podcast today that uh, Robert will be starting a, a uh, small group, um, a life group here at, a, at the church that you can be involved in. would love for you to have you plug into that. When I think about journaling, I think that there are two aspects of it. The first part being actually writing it down or recording the experience, whether it's a video, photo, writing it on a piece of paper, or however, what's, there are different means of recording your experience. But then the second aspect, is the full circle, is actually going back to review your, your experience. For me, um, I'm like, okay, on a scale of one to five, we could probably like try to rate yourself in your mind. So as you're listening, rate yourself in your mind. How often you, one, how often do you write it down? Two, how often do you review? For me, I'm probably a two on how often do I write it down. I'm maybe a zero on how often do I reflect on it. Um, what about you guys around this circle? By the way, I'm sorry, I forgot to introduce our our uh, circle. Um, we're here with Robert Mullins, Melanie Evans, and Brandon Wildman, and I am Ricky Kennedy um, on today's episode. But so do you guys have any experiences with journaling, writing it down, reviewing it that you'd be willing to share? You know, for me, I, I have, I'm that guy that I start journaling and I do pretty good with it and then I quit. So it's kind of sporadic for me and I'm thankful to have a tool that is something that, I, that you can walk through daily. Um, Robert's first book, he did write it down. The first one was very helpful in starting that habit with me. And then having the second one is also encourage that even more uh, to have something that you look at. Um, but yeah, I, I typically, man, for years, and Robert got me started on journaling years ago, but I would start one. It would look amazing. I get about five pages in, and there's probably like 47 pages after that that are not full. That's right. And then, yeah, and then, yeah. yeah or it's one page after, and it's like three months ago, I wrote two sentences, and now I'm starting over something else. So for me, it, it becomes that tool that I have to use um, to flow where it's not done out of guilt, but it's done really more out of reflection so that I can look back and I can see the great yeah. things that God has done in the past that brings me forward. So yeah, I'm, I'm probably like you, Ricky. I'm probably like a two to write it down and maybe a zero to go back and reflect. I rarely even like the sound of my own voice, <laughs> So, yeah. but but also to go back and read, oh, it's, yeah. it's grueling. But the older I get, man, I, I'm so thankful to see how far God is continually bringing me. That's good. Yeah, I, for me, it's been um, a season of real growth, and I'm excited to be at this point and have this tool at this time in my life. For me, it's been such a challenge. I'm like, Brandon, I will start off, and man, I'm going like gangbusters. I'm rolling, and then for whatever, one, one day something happens, and I put it down, and then I don't pick it back up. But um, what God has been really impressing on me lately has been um, the telling of story and how important that is in my life and to make journaling something that is um, an altar, 
of consecration um, to lay something down um, as far as what he is doing in my life, not merely a journal of I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch today um, or Susan said something to me that made me mad, um, you know, but those there's a place for all those things. But I think spiritual journaling is uh, an important tool and it's something that I have personally neglected. And so I'm excited um, to work my way through this book and this tool at this time. Mm, that's great. Yeah. Um, journaling has always been certainly a discipline that I've not really cognizantly claimed it as that, like prayer, yeah. fasting, meditation, Bible study. We see those things as disciplines according to Scripture, but the truth be known, journaling is one as well, yeah. and and it is in the Scripture, and that's one thing I talk about in the um, preface of the book, the um, prologue, and so it's important because, Brandon, I'm just like you, man. I mean, I've got... Like twenty hundred, is that a number? That's a that's a random I mean, number, I've got yeah, we'll twenty go hundred uh-huh. journals or two thousand, two thousand. Yeah, so I've got two thousand journals. <laughs> I've got a bunch of journals. How about that? That have like one page done, you know, or one quarter of a page done, and they're sitting on my shelf, and the whole rest of the journal is empty. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, man, one day I was still in that, I guess, but I was in a struggle. I was in a I knew that God was calling me to, to, to make a massive change, and that massive change was between 22 years of youth pastor and becoming a senior pastor and, and just saying, okay, God, I'll do that. And I was standing in Belk in Tuscaloosa, and I was over in the, the like, where the men's gifts are, you know, those little, like, the, the desktop golf set and stuff. Well, there was a journal, you know on there and it had an Alabama logo on it and it was leather and it was so cool. And nice. I said, I'm going to get this journal and I'm going to be the world's greatest journaler, uh, as of today. And I got it. And I, the first, the first attempt was December, whatever of 2011. I took it to the deer stand and I had this sweetest journal, man. I mean, it was this time with God, just reading Scripture, this journal, and then I didn't pick it up for six months after that. I mean, I literally said, it's going to happen. And what is crazy is that journal I used between 2011, and I really did use it a lot more than I had because of this journey that I was on. So I started writing in the journey, and then it, then it, like I, I finished 180-something pages by 2014 or 2015, you know, which was amazing. But then something kicked in after that, and it was like I just loved spending that time with God, and the only appropriate thing for me after spending that time with God was to write down what I heard him say. And so now I've probably, since 2015, I've probably got 10 or 11 or 12 journals that are completed, you know, that are... that incredible insight like you said Ricky going back to review those things incredible insight things wisdom from only God um, that you see those circled prayers you know get answered and you see that stuff happen this summer um, real quick this summer we're going to do this prayer thing on George Mueller and why this topic is so important is because George Mueller was a guy that has recorded 50,000 answered prayers well, how do you know that unless you write them down? Right. You know, 
And so that's pretty amazing. And so I don't know that I'll ever have 50,000 answered prayers written down, but I do want to write down as much as possible. And I think the key is use the word discipline. You didn't say I have a desire. You said I have a discipline. That's right. Right. And and desire is just a hope, but a discipline is, is practice. And we, and again, for me, it's, it's undisciplined as I am. I'm even more disciplined now to write down and to journal, but it, it has to become a habit has to become a discipline in your life. And I think that's what you talk about George Mueller. That's what he, he had to consciously say, okay, I'm praying and I've got to write it down. I don't think he consciously went, I'm going to see 50,000 prayers answered. Right. I think he said, God, I'm going to make this one prayer and I want to see what you do with it. You answered that one. Well, let me pray these. Oh, you answered those. And he just continued Mm -hmm. in his discipline. And I think that's the key to it is the discipline and not necessarily just the desire. We can all have a desire to want to, but until we actually begin to do it and cut ourselves some slack, we may not be very good. We may Mm -hmm. pick up the Alabama journal or, or the notebook from Walmart and it may be incomplete, but it's what we're going to do now that's going to lead us into that discipline in the future. So we mentioned, I know you and I, Brandon, mentioned there's a little bit of an aversion to like looking back at our lives. I know that's a thing for me. I've discovered that I have an aversion to looking back. But there, when I have forced myself to look at my previous journal entries, there's a, I don't know how to explain it. Like, is there a, there's a joy, like George Mueller, I mean, he was able to review his prayers that he prayed to see all the prayers that God's answered. But what is it about looking back that we can encourage one another and encourage folks to enter into the joy of seeing your story and seeing what God has done? How do you, how do you, how do you go from writing something down to like going back and reviewing it and enjoying that? Some of it's got to be your perspective on what you're writing, Mm -hmm. that it's, it's, we got to erase the fact that this is a diary number one, right. and that we're just writing about all the bad things that happened and confessing all the bad and hoping tomorrow is going to be better. I think we have mm-hmm. to identify, we, we can write the bad, but we've got to see the good mm-hmm. in it. And then re- recognize looking back where we may see some things that are uncomfortable, but there's a lot of comfort that is there because in a diary, it's just, this is what was bad today. But in writing a journal, uh, in regards to what we're talking about today, there's hope in Christ and there is a prayer and there's something that we're looking for. Um, and we're not going to see the end result or we're not going to see the answer to the prayer if we don't look back. We're going to miss mm-hmm. them. That's, and that's been my problem so much in the past of, of looking back is going, I don't really know that, I, that God did answer that. And then when I read back, I'm like, oh, he answered it months ago. I just didn't realize it. Mm. So my, my part is always the, the fear of what could be there. But now I press into the blessing that's apparent that is, is right in front of me that's tangible. That's me. And that's what I have to get over. And you gain some perspective of gratitude. 100%. By looking back yeah. and seeing, oh my goodness, look what God did. And yeah. I think it's so important to talk about reframing your story because it's so easy. We see examples throughout the Bible, um, particularly the Israelites who, you know, would praise God one day and the next day are grumbling in the desert. Well, you know, it's very important that we write down and frame our story in such a way where we, uh, in essence, allow ourselves to see God writing a story where it's mm-hmm. not, I had five bad minutes today and I'm going to milk it the whole day. And then I'm going to go home and write about how awful my day was. You know, it's, it's about telling the story and stepping back and saying, God, what are you doing? Not what do I think about this, but what does God think about this? 
And there are journaling heroes we have to look as well. I don't know what I don't know how low David had to get in Psalms where he had to re- write the words. I hope you know. Return to me the joy of my salvation. Yeah. Yeah. But how good was it for him to look back on? Because he wrote that and in, in, in whatever the pit of his life was. But he and it, later on he was able to celebrate the joy that had been returned. Yeah. And and I, I mean I have that story in my own life where where things are are, are bad. I think every person in this room. Uh, as we're looking at each other, but everybody listening can go, yeah, there's been some bad parts of life. Sure. And w- w- are we going to see the joy on the other side of it if we're not looking back with a, with a great perspective of reframing? And I love what you're sharing with that, Melanie, the reframing. That's a great word. Well, it, it truly is about story. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it is. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, Robert, let's take a minute and talk about Let's turn and talk about your newest book and tool, the Write It Down uh, Journey Through Proverbs book. Um, curious if you could talk to us about your inspiration for writing your second Write It Down book mm-hmm. in that series and why you picked the book of Proverbs. Right. Well, first of all, it's exciting to just be doing this today, honestly, because... Um, who would have thought? I've got English teachers in high school that like are like, no way. You got to be kidding me. Um, but the well, you're re- telling me your English teachers are still alive? Oh yeah, no thanks way. a lot. See, no I way. hear that. Stop. I, it. Stop. They it. would be very upset if they. If, I'm going to tell them to hear this and from I'm the grave. Point that from no, the they're, grave. They're not in the grave. Oh they come are on, not. they're in the no, nursing no, no. home. Miss King is is just still awesome. So, uh, yeah, and uh, they would they. I hope they're proud of me. <laughs> he finally did something. That's right. But um, it's. Ricky, it started, obviously, I was journaling, and I would talk about journaling in my sermons, okay? Mm-hmm. I, would, I would even, at times, pull my journal up and, and use it as an illustration. Mm-hmm. Listen to this, hear what God said, you know, whatever it is. And um, so the, uh, the interesting part was that people in the church began to ask me, Things like, how do you journal? They would say things like, I don't know how to do this. And I'm not going to name any names, but everybody knows them. They're great active folks that would come and say, hey, how do you do this? What's it look like? I've even referred to some people in, in, the, in the two books. It started as something to help the church. Like, I wanted to write a tool that would help you because you, you both have said things like, you talked about story, Melanie, and Brandon, you talked about starting but not continuing, and I think there's a simple problem. Jesus taught us how to pray, okay? Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever taught us how to write. Nobody's ever taught us how to write in a journal. Nobody's ever taught us how to do these things. And um, so that was the deal. This, Ricky, you used the word tool. That's what I say in the beginning. of It said this is not a book. It is a tool. And when I go to work out in the shed and I'm building something, I need the right tool. And if you're going to learn to journal, you need a tool and you need a relationship. And I've, that's what I've tried to do, specifically with the second book. You asked some, some, some questions about the Proverbs book. And so um, I knew that God was prompting on my heart to do a series. And there are more to come, which I'm excited about. There's books on seasons like Lent, seasons like Advent, some other other books in the Bible, things like that to come. And they're tools to help people journal. I mean, there's 365 days in a year, and this is only 40 days, 
right? So you can use this as a devotional, that sort of stuff. And the tool itself helps folks kind of get guided toward it. So the the second one, I really wanted to be more relational. So instead of using a big-time professional editor, I wanted to just make it conversational like this podcast even. And Melanie came in, and she's just not looking for credit, of course, but she helped me with just making sure there was no really dumb things that I would do um, and making sure that it made sense and all that kind of stuff. So she's my practical editor, and I appreciate that very much. Oh, you're very welcome. His English, I, his English teachers from high school will be proud of you. That's right. They'll be very proud of you. And, Until um, they send me all the errors. So in email. then, yeah. And the other side, the other question was why Proverbs? Well, a few years ago, um, Hunter Harris's life group class blessed me for Christmas with a gift of the journaling Bible set because they knew I loved to journal. And so each each book of the Bible is kind of like its standalone book and where you'd read a page of Scripture, then there's a page of journaling. And so I started in Proverbs, and I just took it home and just started writing. And so that was my daily devotional. And it was in Proverbs. And, and so the this right here, the devotionals each day are my journal. Awesome. And yeah, it's really cool. And so to see some of the things that I journaled and, and did. And then uh, Sylvia Williams here, she came in my office and made a bad mistake one day. She said, hey, is there anything you need done? And I said, mm-hmm. yeah, type this up. <laughs> and she did, man. She's just amazing. And, and wow. so... Um, just being able to walk through that stuff and um, see all the stuff that God did there, the practical nature of wanting a conversation piece. And I think, Brandon, that may be something that helps people stick with it, is if you feel like you're alone and you're sitting here writing all the, nobody's helping me, the, the devotional push, you know, of seeing a conversation piece mm-hmm. going, I hope that encourages people to keep doing it. Um, and then the idea that, it's uh, from the Word of God, from Proverbs, wisdom. Who doesn't need wisdom? Mm. Amen. You know, mm. uh, we didn't do, now some people are going to kind of be on me. We didn't do some of the typical Proverbs stuff. Um, but what what I did was literally, um, it goes 40 days, and it's, it's obviously, there's only 31 Proverbs. But um, it just kind of goes along chronologically in the book itself. And um, just the ones that God, stuck out in my heart the ones we put in so um maybe a little different stuff i i would say to this this is really important for men okay because men they're they go to that mindset brandon of diary this is a diary yeah we do and i'm not gonna do it i'm not you know Mm. whatever and guys listen i just want to plead with you this is not a diary this is a book of record that god is giving you it is a tool that you need and a lot of Proverbs, Ricky, is about men. And he's obviously writing to his son. Mm. And uh, he's. this is very important. And so there are, I have dad stories in this thing. And there's a few of them. And so I just want to encourage all the men out there to really give it a shot. Ladies will do this, I think, pretty easily. Um, but but that's kind of where it came from. So but you did, like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. It's almost like if you want to gain wisdom... Start reading Proverbs and learn yeah. from what you write. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. journal, write it down, gain wisdom. I mean, talking about manhood, that's it's a pretty um, manly trait to be wise. Yeah. You know? and, and I think the difference in me in a diary is just a blank canvas. It, it literally, you start off, dear diary, dot, 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 and you just right. kind of fill in the blanks. I went soft when I even said the word. Um, 
but you gave practical like pathways and steps mm. in in this as well. I mean, you you call it rest, reflect, respond, and pray. So it's yeah. not a blank canvas, Robert. Yeah. It's you given the the terms for us to to follow. So t- tell us like how did you come up? Every pastor has a pathway that's, that's right. ever written a book has ah. a pathway to something, and so you, right. you fit the category of pastor, and and, and yeah. now you you've written your pathway and write it down. So tell us how you came about that. Well, uh, I will. It's a great story. Um, Never knew that it would be, you know, used like this. Um, but I've been doing this pathway of journaling for years and years, and here's where it began. Um, Brandon, you've actually been to uh, Greg Lodge with me up in North Carolina, and I used to take students up there on spring break trips every year, and we would have this m- monumental time in a student minister's, you know, vision for this week is the quiet time, Right. And I remember going on every camp and retreat saying, this kid's going to have an awesome quiet time. And I'd do the fill in the blank, eight and a half by 11. I'd, I'd make it where they could fill in the blanks and do all the stuff and everything like that. And literally, I think in like three and a half minutes, all the students are done. And they're running around screaming, throwing stuff and, you know, whatever. And I've blocked out this hour and a half time to spend with God, get relational with the Lord. And they're going bananas in three and a half minutes. Right. And so we really went crazy one year. I I told my team, I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to not have the fill in the blank thing. As a matter of fact, we're going to give the kids journals when we go. Like we're going to give them blank pages. We're going to give them scripture head and blank pages and a challenge. Go take this scripture and spin with God. Okay. So the rest, reflect, respond, and pray was the roadmap that we gave them. First thing I want you to do is rest. I don't want you to write anything. I don't want you to do anything. I want you to just breathe and pray. You know, just God speak to me through this word, whatever it is. And so that when you write down that rest portion, it goes something like this. Oh, God, today I want to rest in you. You know, Um, I speak to me while I'm writing and hearing from you and those things. But you are my rest. You know, that sort of stuff. Then... To, to reflect would be to take that scripture, to take that time to reflect on what you hear. And then the respond would obviously be responding to what you hear. So you cognitively write down in, in Psalm or Proverbs, whatever you hear, Dave, you know, uh, Solomon uh, say these things, you know. And what I needed to say is now I'll respond to those things. And so you write down your response. And then at the end of the pathway is prayer. And so you write down your prayer. Oh, Lord, I, I, I do that. That's a personal discipline for me is I write all my prayers when I'm writing. I use the phrase, oh, Lord. Mm. And if you'll see in the book, I capitalize the Lord with the capital T. And the reason I do that is so that when I'm writing, I won't, unless it's very specific, because sometimes I'll say, oh, Heavenly Father. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because that's specific to the Father. But when I say the Lord, that's Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Okay, that's the three in one. That's the Trinity. And I'm, I'm just writing, praying to them and that sort of stuff. So that's when you see that the Lord, that's what I'm talking about is the Godhead, the triune God. But anyway, the, the pathway is an easy tool that I think um, that you can use in any circumstances, not just in this book. That's beautiful. And any advice for the busy person in journaling? Because this sounds like something that's great, but what if, you know, what if I'm like, man, I'm struggling to just get the dishes done. Um, you know, how do you, 
any advice for the busy guy or the busy girl? Well, who... that's, I was going to say that's me right now. Uh, I mean, different seasons of life are different, but um, I'm in a particularly busy season of life. But what the Lord has gently hit me over the head with his two by four saying is, um, you know, what if I stop accepting myself the way I am? You know, culturally all around us, we hear, oh, that's great. Just you do you and be you and whatever you want to be is how you are. And everybody has to just accept it. God is saying, no, you have time for the things that you make time for. You have time for the things that are important. Mm. And if it looks like carving out five, five extra minutes to start, Mm -hmm. that's fine. But I have to start somewhere and at some point stop making an excuse that, well, I don't have any time, so I'm not going to try it all. So Mm. I'm not even going to start. So yeah. that, that's where uh, I am, God saying, you know, it's time to have those hard conversations with yourself and self-reflection. That's beautiful. Can I say something real quick to that, Ricky? Um, real quick, it is a personal discipline. Mm-hmm. Think about it. It is a discipline. That means you have to discipline yourself or it won't get done. Um, everything in life is a trade-off. Everything. And so... At some point, you have to trade off to get into your discipline, whether it's the treadmill, whether it's not eating the whatever, whether it's getting up earlier to have a quiet time devotional with God. And that's what that's what I had to do in my life was I had to get up earlier. Now, when I started and I was so, and maybe because I had two boys in the house and I was going crazy in my own mind, I had to have something, right? I was getting up at five o'clock in the morning every, I mean, I had a, I had a clockwork when the coffee was going to hit and everything. And I was up doing it by myself for an hour. And, uh, it, those were very good days with God, just to be completely honest. Um, but like even this morning I was laying in bed and I was comfortable and I was cozy and there was a trade-off. Either I get up and have my quiet time or I stay in this bed. And it was worth it. Yeah, you pick your you pick your battle and you pick your reward. Yeah. And yeah. I think just to speak to the busy person, whether it's to getting up at five AM or maybe it's staying up till ten PM. Mm-hmm. You you've just got to discipline yourself. You've yeah. got to pick out that time. I mean, mm-hmm. some of us are, cre- are are energetic and creative in the morning. Some of us hit a spurt later on in the afternoon. Our quiet time may not be till the evening. We could be in a season of life where I know it is with our home. Breakfast is the busiest time in our home. It's the only time where we are able to gather under the same set of lights Mm -hmm. in the kitchen to have a meal together because nighttime it's not happening. And so it could be that the evening time is more of a quiet, conducive time. And it's, it's, it's really about setting the time aside to have that discipline to do it. And it may start three minutes like a teenage boy will do. That's right. Um, or a 45-year-old man at times. Um, and then to it, so it can grow to 13 minutes, so it can grow to 23 minutes, so that it can sure. eventually get to wherever it gets to. Yeah, um, and some people would say that, Brandon, that, well, I can't write that much. Man, I've journaled two or three sentences and been done for the day. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and I've also I've also not been able to sleep, and I've gotten up and journaled four or eight pages. You 100%. know what I mean? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, you start, man. Just go. Just do it. Good stuff. Well, if you are listening and you are a member at Crossroads Community Church and you are interested in joining the Wednesday night life group, little um, group that Robert is going to host 
specifically walking through this book. Robert, if you'll tell us a little bit about what to expect there. Yeah, so we will meet on Wednesdays at 6.30 in um, room 103, and we it's my wife and I teaching. Pam is a great journaler, and she journals so practically. That's why I'm excited to teach with her um, because, you know, she takes a lot of a mother's heart, uh, a lot of a woman's heart into mm-hmm. that writing, and she really... Um, she 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 really takes it seriously. Um, her I was talking to her about it, and she said it's even therapeutic for her, kind of like a counselor. Mm. And what happens is the journal takes on it, a personality of its own, you know. And so we'll talk about all those things. We'll encourage. That's what it's going to basically be is an encouragement to continue to press on. Each week will kind of be a standalone lesson. Uh, nothing, you know. We'll we'll. We'll uh, give the books out, the journals out and everything the first day and then tell them to start the next morning and we'll kind of go through the how-tos that night and everything. Um, but then the rest of the time is most, mostly encouragement to making it something that's a lifelong um, practice, even to the point of probably uh, showing some types of journals they could buy in the future and those sorts of things. Um, and one thing, you, you mentioned this early, Ricky. You mentioned... Uh, taking pictures, doing whatever. Man, journaling can take all different ways and shapes and forms. I draw a lot of pictures on stuff. And so, uh, you know, my journals have drawings in them and, you know, that sort of stuff. So we'll just encourage folks to take this and really apply it to their life so that they can grow spiritually. I mean, the whole point of what we're doing at this church is making disciples anyway. And this is just another tool for a disciple. Great conversation, guys, on the topic of journaling. Um, It's our hope that we are all walking away from this conversation um, inspired, encouraged, and emboldened to record and reflect on our stories. 